0: We're Mike and Paige. We are college sweethearts who live in the Nashville area. We have four remarkable children and we really love a good podcast and love a good story. So we thought we'd share our own. This is Laugh So You Don't Cry.
1: Hey guys. So thanks for joining us. Uh, so a lot of you know. Uh, I, w- I mean, I'm I'm still a a, a hefty gentleman. Um, why don't I should just open a store called Hefty Gentlemen's.
0: You should absolutely. Or Hefties. Hefts. Hefts. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes.
1: We're doing this. We will sell next business really venture. awful like fatty foods and just call it Hefties or Hefts if you're. Or if
0: you're pants sure. with the food. Hefts.
1: Pants with the food.
0: Yeah, it's a food store, but we also sell pants. <laughs> They're elastic waist inside. It's fine. <laughs> is,
1: listen full circle. All right. Anyway, so, um, but I was five hundred pounds, uh, and before we got married, I was like maybe four fifty. Like it, you know. But I was still just a monster of a dude.
0: Whatever. Um, you, you say that like you're coming into places like fee five four five. Listen, I was five. I
1: was a hundred pounds away from having my own show page. <laughs> oh <laughs> I my god. Okay. <laughs> I
0: have not thought Let's of that. Let's put that in perspective. Okay. All right, all right, okay, all right. So I get it, I get it, I get it.
1: Building a word picture for you guys who can't see this.
0: It's <laughs> like a Anna Bryant though. I mean, 100 pounds is a lot.
1: It's yes, a whole human. It, it's it a fourth is.
0: grade child. It is, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I've lost two fourth graders <laughs> in the woods. Um <laughs> no, so so me and Paige we were married and uh We go to family camp for church. Uh,
0: Our church... First of all, we were going to... We lived in Washington, Mm -hmm. Northwest. Everyone loves to hike. Mike and I bonded because we were like the only people at our college who were like outdoors. Yeah.
1: You mean like the place you go to walk from your car to the house?
0: Yeah. Pavement? (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Yeah. So Mike and I were like the only people in our world who did not love to do outdoors things. Um, and it just
1: it, so happens that i'm also fat so what is it those things don't collide like they, they don't go together you know like i just it, I, if if i was super trim i'd be like no i still yeah. don't want, it's still hot Memphis, out this the
0: other day was like let's go camping and michael was like absolutely not <laughs> we were like sorry you're born into the wrong family yep. son yep so anyways we go to family camp and it's uh our churches camp that happens around Labor Day, mm-hmm. and all these families go up to camp together. They get a and they have their own individual cabins, and then they have like a lodge where you have like hangs Bible out study. You hang out, you do da, games, da. And like food it's just and like a super bonding time. I loved it. I think we should do it at yeah, more churches. I, I think it
1: was great. So my so the, the my family, the Byers in Washington, you know, I'm still. Like, two years in to being part of that family, so I'm still, I'm still to this day learning things, and it's been 11 years, you know. Um, but, you know, one of the things that apparently they like to do is sometimes go for walks in the woods. Some of you call that hiking. hiking. Uh,
0: so, the whole time they're call telling that us... I getting
1: chased by a murderer. <laughs> that's the only time I'm... The whole time, be-
0: they're telling us about this, like natural water slide. I almost said organic. That's how much we don't do outdoors <laughs> things. It's like a an, natural water yeah. slide and it's rocks um that have like moss on them so they're slippery. Well and they've and also
1: they've also been worn down by the water over years. So right. it's smooth.
0: So it's like maybe three inches, four inches of water and these rocks that are slick and smooth by moss and water.
1: So they they tell us about like we want to go like let's go do it. Like and We're like, okay, yeah, we'll go do it afterward. Cool. And
0: Mike has been very specific this whole time, how much of a walk. And he's like, and his brother, his brother's like, it's probably like from here to this tree. And it's like an eighth of a mile. And
1: he's like, or it's like, you know, it's like, it's really like a 15 minute walk.
0: He's like, I don't know, like how long it takes you to get from the edge of the parking lot into the grocery store. He's like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah.
1: And the reality is
0: it was like a three mile hike, friends. No,
1: it was probably, it was probably a mile. I'll give it that. It was probably honestly a mile, mile and a half. But it was a mile and a half into the woods up a small mountain, (laughs) which is like, so yeah, it's probably three miles
0: flat. (laughs) There's probably some people out there who are listening who are like, I go hiking every day. A three hour or a three mile hike, that's nothing. I do it in like a quick morning jaunt. Yeah. Guys, for people who like to sit and hang out and have conversations and watch movies, we ain't hiking. We ain't walking a lot. So we were, Mike and I both were huffing it, and I was. I was thinner back in that day. Yeah, uh, but it was uh, it was rough.
1: It was brutal. Like, up a little bit, and then it was like walking through like ice cold because Pacific Northwest. You know, it, in in the fall, it's cold out. You know, mm-hmm. so like walking this cold water you know like well,
0: even like the lakes up there they never get warmth. swimmable never. warm so but even when we went to the lake with your family they're like yeah let's go swimming in this 55 degree cold <laughs> weather or cold water no <laughs> hard pass not when it's like barely 70 outside
1: so the whole time Paige is like all right put your arms up put your arms up. <laughs> it'll, yeah, make like, more it'll help oxygen. you breathe
0: it'll help you it'll expand your lungs you can breathe more
1: and uh my brother, Andy, was like, we're almost there. Like I said, it's just like 15 minutes. And I'm like, how much for you? He's like, just like 15 minutes. And like 20 minutes later, he's like, just like 15 minutes. And I'm I'm, I'm angry at this point because I'm like, <laughs> I, I feel like I've been lied to. And you not, have.
0: You have absolutely but, been and lied to. But the thing was,
1: it, like, he wasn't lying. He just didn't think like it was actually that. It was just like because in his mind, it's just
0: a quick little jaunt. Did they bring trash bags for us to slide down in? Mm-hmm. Is that what happened? Yeah. So, I am always up for adventure no matter what, like down to clown. Did you always. go down the Did you go down the slide? Several times. Yeah. I was like the first one down, the last one down, like we were doing the thing. And Andy and Alyssa had just gotten married and Andy uh had his whole life like just wanted to be married. Like just wanted to just get his wife. So, We got married a June first. They got married around July fourth, so September is like we're all fresh newlyweds. So I'm like, let's go. And there was this one pocket that was like, like a steep drop. Um, and then it was followed very quickly by like a, a wall of rocks Yeah. and I would slide down with me and Alyssa, like holding onto one trash bag. And Andy was like, steer away from the rocks. I just got my wife. I don't want her dead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, and we, so we get to the top, finally to this, this beautiful rock sliding that everybody's excited about. And I get up there one, um, I'm dead. And the fact that I have to also go back, and people was like, "Oh, it's well. This time you're going downhill, so it's easier." Is it? I <laughs> I'm mean, still moving my I body. Mean, like my knees are now having to not like support the the thud going down. But I'm looking at this slide, and you're like, "Let's go down the slide." Here's the thing: is at the end of the slide, there's a there's a rope that somebody put across it, so you don't go flying off this small ledge. I'm not gonna trust this trinket of a rope. <laughs> To to catch me and then, cause then if I break something, how am I getting down the hill? I'm gonna keep on rolling. Like no, <laughs> it was awful. Um, so the I guess the main uh, theme of this story is I hate outdoorsy outdoorsy stuff. Um,
0: I love um. There's a place, Stone something, Park around here, Stone Island. Anyways, we um. We love to take our kids and go climbing waterfalls, and there's, like, I mean, there may be a story high, but you can climb down the waterfall and get underneath it, and it's, like, cute and fun, and, like, it's very easy. We took our two- and four-year-old.
1: I remember doing that, yeah.
0: And we did it a couple of times. It's, like, pulling teeth to get Mike to do it, and I get it. Like, I'm not down for strenuous hikes, but I can do, like, a stroll in the woods. That's not a big deal. But don't be taking me on like these five mile long hikes. Well, I ain't doing it.
1: And it's not even that. Like here's the thing: is like, if I look at a pool, I can see the bottom, and I can see what's in there. He doesn't like, like
0: nasty stuff. I'm like,
1: oh look, there's a bug. And and that water, you don't know what's in there. That's gross. I don't want to put my body in that. Something might swim somewhere. I don't want it to swim. It's really gross. So, stay out of the water, you guys.
0: Stay out of the water.
1: Thanks for listening to my horror story of <laughs> the great hike of 2012. <laughs> um, so tonight we're going to talk about something that, uh, from what we understand from our counselor, is one of the biggest uh, areas uh, issue areas for couples and just for people in general. But
0: I always well, was told that you either um, fight about sex or money
1: or or both. So uh, which one is it going to be, guys? Ooh. <laughs> ah. No, uh, tonight we're going to talk about money. Um,
0: let's talk about money let's talk about you and
1: me <laughs> let's talk about all the money that we don't have can't you see, see? <laughs> look at my wallet <laughs> um so money's been a huge issue between me and Paige. uh it still is uh
0: yeah at- well, um sometimes we do these podcasts of like this is a story how we've overcome yeah <laughs> we're uh, not overcome
1: f- well i'm out gonna say this too as well like um most of the stuff we talk about, like it's, it's like we we've had victories in it, but it's still like a,
0: it's still going on, still in an our ongoing lives. thing, for yeah. sure. Like,
1: like definitely a lot of two parters, <laughs> you know, because it's like, uh, yeah. So, but money has been a huge issue between us. Um, so the way I, I was raised with money, I didn't really know money as far as like uh, it being like tell a tell the uh,
0: chump change.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. So like. I didn't know money was a structure of things. Like I didn't know stuff cost money. Like nobody ever really talked to me about money. I remember I, when I was a kid, me and my sister would go to Showboat in Wyandot or Riverview, Michigan, as a dollar show. And I remember always having like, if I had nine dollars, I wanted it in all singles, not a five and four singles, because I thought the more money you had, the more money you had. So like,
0: more bills. Nine
1: bills meant more than five bills <laughs> you know <laughs> um but my parent my mom never really talked about money it was never like a conversation of like here's how much this is worth and so this, this this is worth you know my mom worked and we lived paycheck to paycheck we were food stamp people um and so yeah i just we when my mom passed there was no money in the bank there was no money saved up there was we had no equity um things that I'm just now learning that I'm 37 are really awesome to have, <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> so I grew up in a family. Um my mom was a nurse and she made very good money. Um she loved her career and was killer at it. So um we financially brought in a lot and my dad was a long haul trucker. Um and so even though he he made good, okay money, but my mom definitely was the breadwinner and made tons of money. Um, but even though we had tons of money, there was always this, like, we don't have any money, um, trying to find a way to say this, super honoring, to because, you know, this is a, for all to hear, but, um... I wouldn't see say financial literacy was on the top of my my family's um, to do list or priorities. Hmm. Um, my mom did really great with re- saving for retirement; she killed that game yeah, for sure. Um, but she didn't um, see like day to day financial literacy as something that was important. Um, so growing up, I constantly heard we didn't, we don't have, we don't have, we don't have. But at the same time, we would go and spend money. I mean, we always took last-minute trips, spontaneous things, doing super fun stuff. My mom always said, like, I would love to work more um, to pay for fun stuff to do. So um, on the days that she was off, we would always go on an adventure. That's why I love adventures so (laughs) much. Uh, So growing up, um, it was kind of like I never understood what we have no money meant because – I we would go to Target and we would go out to, to lunch or dinner or whatever. Um, and it wasn't until college when we when I went away to college I had an okay savings, but when I drained my savings and my bank account within my first semester, then I was like, Oh, when you have five dollars left, you have five dollars mm-hmm. left until whenever you get paid. Um my mom gave me my gave me her debit card, her debit, not credit, debit card, uh, when I started driving and I could use it freely to buy whatever I oh wanted. My
1: gosh, I can't even imagine that. It's probably like with me now.
0: <laughs> For sure. So like I truly didn't understand cuz if my money, if my account didn't have money, why did I just swipe mom's card? She had money, not a big deal. Um so that was my upbringing, I just, I knew the words, we don't have any money, but I didn't understand it because it seemed like we always did have money. And my mom brought in a really great income. Hmm. So we always did have money. It was just going out faster than it was coming in.
1: Yeah. And for me, as I, as I got older, you know, I was living on my own by the time I was 19, you know, out of the house, had my own apartment. Um, I just, I made I made money to serve to just survive, you know. Like m- my rent was four fifty, you know, for a one bedroom. Um, you know, I had my car insurance, which in Michigan is super expensive. <laughs> you know, like, right? Um, like, I just I had my needs, you know, and so, and I just worked for those, and then whatever was extra, I just like that was extra. Like the idea, the concept of like putting money away for something never, ever, 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 ever crossed my mind. And mm-hmm. so like I would party hard and spend all my money. Uh, in fact, I remember, uh, I was 22 and I was working for a large company and no, I was 22, uh, 23, whatever I was 22 to 23, whatever, working for a large trucking company uh, as a dock worker and I would travel for them and I would make uh, $20 an hour plus overtime and they'd pay me for the drive. So like if I was working in Harrisburg, PA, that's a 12 hour drive from where I lived so by the beginning of the week, I already had 22 hours, 24 hours. Wow. And then I'd go work. The longest week I ever worked was an 84 hour work week. And so I was bringing home so much money living in a hotel room. You know, it was, it was awesome, but I would spend a thousand dollars on a Friday night.
0: A thousand dollars.
1: Yeah. Cause we would go out to eat twice. We would go out to the bar, we would do a bunch of stupid crap. So it was easy to spend that kind of money in a weekend. Um, and I didn't realize how bad I was with money until I went over to my sister's house, uh, after doing my taxes for that year. And I was angry because I was only getting back like, I think $500. And I told my brother-in-law, I was like, they took $2,500 from me, you know, but I'm only getting back, you know, 500. Like, I'm just really angry. And he was like, how much did you make? And I said, I made 40000 and he he looked at me. He goes, Michael. I make forty four thousand a year. I have a house, I have two cars, and I have a child, and I'm married. And you made as much as I make.
0: Right. And he's like, and he
1: goes, what do you what do you have to show for that money?
0: Yay, Casey, go go go! <laughs>
1: and I was like, like twenty two hundred dollars in credit card debt, you know, and like. And so that really hit, That still to this day is a hardcore reminder of me of just like your money should be something to have, like I need, I should have something to show for my money, <laughs> you know?
0: So I went to a high school here in Laverne, um, and something really cool that they did is my junior or senior year, they renovated our high school, and part of the renovation is that they put a bank inside of our high out of our um, high school cafeteria. Really, and we had a banking class, and at the banking class, we learned money management, and we gave out loans for uh, for lunch money, and then like if they needed. Like it would be like a ten cent interest and they could pay us back to what? like to help. I, teach. I literally
1: did not know that. That yeah. sounds incredible.
0: Yeah, it helped teach us like financial literacy, helped teach the kids who were borrowing money financial literacy, so on and so forth. It was a very cool I'm not even sure they do it still. Um and I only enrolled in that <laughs> class because I needed to have a certain English class at a certain time and I wanted to keep these classes and it was the only elective open at the time that I wanted. Um, And I knew nobody in the class. My best friend in the class was like two grades lower than me. And like, it was just one of those awkward, like, I don't, I'm not like super friendly with any of these people, but it, it, it served a purpose because I wanted to keep certain classes at certain periods. Well, anyways, that class was looking back now a pivotal moment in my life. And I'm so thankful that I had that class because we went through the Dave Ramsey course in that class and I learned how to budget, period. That is the only thing I took away from that class, is how to write out a budget. And having that, when I went away to college and I didn't have any more money, that was what helped, like, that was a jumping off point for me of, like, oh, okay, well, I do remember how to do this, so we'll just, like, go from there. Um, So, <laughs> Mike and I start dating.
1: Wait, can I can I jump in real quick? Oh. Uh, <laughs> literally why you were t- telling that story about the 10 10 cent interest yeah. i was like i would have loved that because i would have been like standing outside the bank and be like hey i'll give you the money for a five cent interest it'll be cheaper than what you're paying them and then maybe skim that money and then if not just like you know make them sleep with the fishes
0: <laughs> i think we had a policy like you could only have like three loans out and, if, and then if you didn't pay those, then you couldn't get any more or something like that. I literally went
1: on Instagram with our kids. Like, yeah. Dad, I want a toy. Okay, cool. I'll let you. <laughs> Five, 5% interest. Or swim with the fishes. <laughs>
0: Anyways, so we start dating.
1: Listen, I'm looking at this list, and these this is not, this episode does not make Mike look good. And here's the thing. I shouldn't look good in this episode because I'm not good.
0: <laughs> we but all have our things that we We struggle, do, we with. do. But
1: listen, these especially these first couple are just not nice. Sorry. Okay.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) I just looked at the list and I know exactly why you're saying what you're saying. Okay. So Mike and I started dating and growing up in the church, I always knew the importance of tithing. Um, tithing is still super important to me. Um, Scripture says that it is the Lord's anyways. Tithing is, uh, for those of you who don't go to church, tithing is giving the first 10% of what you make over to the Lord. Um, God asks us to do it with a joyful heart. Um, I personally feel if you are begrudging about it, you might as well not even give it because God has required and desires a joyful heart and mm-hmm. giving. Um uh, God, this is the only thing that God has said, test me and see that I'm good. Like watch me take care of it. I personally feel very strongly that if you don't give your money over to the Lord, um, that it's stealing, it is rightfully. She's very
1: passionate about this.
0: It is rightfully the Lord's. Um, he says that it is his, the first fruits are his. Um, and so if we do not give it over to him, we are taking what is his. And if we... Like if I took what is Mike's, or if I took someone off the streets, if I took their tires off their van, like that's stealing. It's rightfully their tires, and this money is rightfully the Lord's. So, I am <laughs> the a tither. The soapbox. <laughs> yeah, I am a tither. <laughs> so when Mike and I got together, we were super, super fresh dating, mm-hmm. and I don't know how did tithing come up.
1: Uh, I think you just asked.
0: I'm positive I
1: did. So I was working for Moody Bible at the time as a janitor, um, working t- 14 hours a week, I think, something like that, uh, making, I think, 8 an hour, like, you know, uh, and so it was nothing. Uh, and I can't remember how she asked me, but like, I didn't tithe. It was, I
0: probably said, what are your thoughts on tithing? Because I really probably. love to ask leading questions and let people hang themselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: Which we're, is just which like is so super funny fun of me. Because you
1: hate when I do that to you. You hate it so much. Um, and I just I, I was like, so my thoughts were, like, I don't, I, I, I don't make enough to survive. And so, like, God would want me to use my money to survive. Because what I'm doing, my life is surrounded with doing things for his ministry and, like, biblical living and stuff. So, I was like, this this to me, just like, I don't feel the conviction of tithing. <laughs> Mind you, I had never actually really prayed about it. I had never really studied it. I had never really considered my obligation there. I just ignored it. You're
0: like, it. you're like, someone's screaming in the closet, but I haven't opened up the closet. I haven't looked in the closet. There might be murmuring somewhere about it, but I'm not going near the closet. Yeah, but I didn't
1: even hear the closet. The closet <laughs> wasn't saying nothing. So, so I tell Paige, I don't die.
0: So <laughs> at that point, I tell him very, fo- I was like, that's the most
1: unattractive, unattractive
0: thing. thing I have ever heard. Ever. And we're fresh dating. Yeah, I mean, I was like, maybe four, four days you into it. You know what? It. Here
1: comes that conviction. <laughs> is, that, is that what I'm feeling? Is that what I'm hearing? You know what? I think I should start tithing. <laughs> start tithing my $10 a week. What did that do to
0: you? Yeah, tell me.
1: <laughs> um, I was like, well, that's dumb. Like, I was like, that's a real... Uh, I thought it was kind of manipulative, to be honest with you, at the time. What? Yeah. Yeah. Because um, you were... Your response, I didn't think, was warranted. Um, but uh, We also
0: know, didn't really know each other very well. So no, I'll we extend did. grace we to you on we that. We didn't.
1: Um, still don't. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> you didn't even catch that. Um, What'd you say? I said still don't. Oh, stop <laughs> it. No. So, but yeah, I, I... I started actually, it made me, because I valued your opinion so much, I actually considered. I was like, you know what? Maybe I should consider it. And I started to. And so I think I started tithing shortly after that.
0: (laughs) The power of a woman in a guy's life.
1: Listen. So before Paige um, embarrasses me more with the next part of this segment, (laughs) I'm just going to put it out there uh, before she does. Um. Listen. <laughs> what, <laughs> so, what's your defense? I'm really excited I, to hear this. I really this. don't know. I, I can't really defend myself. Uh, we went on a lot. We went on a lot of dates. We were, you know, we were, we were young. We were in love, and you know.
0: So Mike, I, and I, I, I'm
1: trying to make this. So I, I don't know how to make it. So I'm not just the worst.
0: So Mike and I were both in college while we started dating. When we first started dating, I had taken the semester off. The next semester, I started school again. Then it was summer. Uh, we got engaged in the fall of that year and then married right after spring semester of the Mm -hmm. following year. So we were in school.
1: Yeah. College students, Bible college students at that.
0: College students working part-time, like super, super part-time. So at one point or another, Mike was started being like, Hey, like, I would love to go on that date. I just can't afford it. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, that's fine. Like, I can grab it. Like, that's not a big yeah. deal. Like, we were already, like, dating in a relationship, committed, whatever. Um, So then it just turned out to be, like, a trend. Like, if we were going and doing something, rarely would Mike pay. I think I paid for 95%, 98% of dates. Like, I was buying the dates. And Mike was just like, I just don't have any money. Like, I, like, my jobs, so blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it's fine. Like, no worries. Like, I'm working. I have money. It's okay. It's not a big deal. He was living with his family. He wasn't paying rent. He didn't pay for insurance. I paid for insurance. You paid for, I think insurance was your only bill, right? And, well, and gas. And, and, right. Know. So insurance was your only bill. Yep. <laughs> and I paid for, my parents paid for my college. They they said, you pay for everything out there. So I paid for. You had rent. My rent, obviously gas, like uh, all my books. Gas is an account page. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all Anything that happened out here, like all my groceries, everything I paid for. Your parents were paying for your groceries, Mike. You you had no expenses. I had all the expenses. And <laughs> I still paid for all of our dates. Then uh, Listen,
1: my comes motto. to found
0: out, like, I find this out. I think, like, a month before we get married. Something like that, yeah. I realized, I said, so how much money, like, do you make when we do our budget together? And he was like, oh, yeah, I bring in this amount. And I was like, what? (laughs) And he said it again. I was like, are you kidding me? And I said, well, what expenses do you have? And he told me, and I was like, are you kidding me? And it turns out that I had, like, all the expenses, and we're paying for our dates, he had no expenses and was paying for nothing. And I was like, how? What? And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I've been paying for all these dates. What do you mean you don't have any listen, money? Listen, Where's all your money going, I, Mike?
1: I have a mantra that I live by. <laughs>
0: and
1: what's and that? that mantra is, find you a woman who will treat you like the king you are. <laughs> oh, all right? It's on my coffee mug. It's on my T-shirt. I think I'm making. i right. gonna make it into a sticker to put it back in my car.
0: <laughs> yeah, you had a little sugar mama. That's what happened. Oh
1: man, listen. It, I,
0: <laughs>
1: I I didn't. I because I I didn't know. I didn't know the value of money. So, so like I didn't. I didn't have money because I didn't like think like. Well, instead of going to coffee seventeen times a week, go to coffee seven times a week and take the other ten that you do and go take your hot fiance out on a date. That didn't compute to me. It just wasn't a, it wasn't a thing. Like
0: he could have paid for my engagement ring in one month if he uh, would have used his money wisely.
1: Well, I will say that a lot of my money did go to that. Uh, I think thirty
0: dollars a week.
1: It was three months' salary.
0: No, when the time it wasn't I was done, it? yeah. It wasn't? No, because I'm, I, I'm, I was
1: part time. It was a thousand dollar ring, uh-huh. and.
0: You made $1000 a month. No you I did not. You made 250 a week. No I did not. Okay, it doesn't Either way, matter. It doesn't we're not matter. fighting on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we we
1: right. might we might. <laughs> see Maybe guys, we won't you get see I right, listen, listen, money is still
0: <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, I I was I, that should have been such a wide open like foreshadowing flag like page. This guy doesn't know anything about financial literacy at all. But anyways, uh, we get married and not soon, not long after that, I think within our first year or two of marriage, our church decides to do the Dave Ramsey thing mm-hmm. and we're, we decided to do that together except for Mike work night. So it'd really be me doing it. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> Doing it. Or maybe you got that job halfway through because there were a couple that you I, went I to. We
1: st- I, I stopped going.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> So, but that's where, you know, he has the whole saver spender thing. Mike is absolutely the spender. And the funny thing is I'm a spender too. Yeah, I'm absolutely a spender. And when things get chaotic in my life, all self-control <laughs> goes out the door and I'm right back to spending habits. Mm. Um, but I'm a forced saver because Mike spends. And that's kind of the roles that we've been in in our marriage. Yeah. Um, so there have been times like finances have always kind of been a strenuous thing that for us because he was a spender and because he was on uh, on a different page. Yeah. Like I would go over our budget and Mike's eyes would just gloss over, like not even paying attention. And we kind of lived in this, like we had bigger fish to fry, whatever, lived in this for a lot of time. Um, I think
1: we still kind of are. I mean, coming out of that, like recently. We're coming out of it, yeah. but yeah. When my, and my mindset was always um, like 40 hours. Like my bills are going to cost me 40 hours. So, okay. If I work 70 hours, I that extra money is now mine to go to whatever I want it to go to. So all the things that I wanted to do, all the fun stuff that I, you know, was thinking about, you know, and so that's what I would go to. The idea of it being like, oh, if I put in 70, but everything only costs 40, that extra 30 hours of money should save up to go to something big. But in my mind, never or, worked like
0: that. I mean, cool, sometimes 40 hours pays all of your bills. <laughs> sometimes 40 hours doesn't pay all yeah, of your that's bills. that's very true, yeah. And so it doesn't mean just because you work this, you means you can pay everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And during my first few few years out of my parents' house, I learned how, like I said earlier, how to budget my money. And when you don't have any money, like, that means you don't have any money. So I learned, like, oh, I can do without most of everything. So I used to shop all the time uh, when I was in high school and college. Don't shop anymore. Barely ever shop. It takes a lot for me to buy something. you do, you
1: only buy things on, like, super-duper sale.
0: Oh, absolutely. Like... I wait until it's hella on clearance. So, um, where was I going with that? I don't sure. know.
1: <laughs> but either way, so I so I'm, I remember working. I was I was a manager and training at a JJ's, Jimmy John's in Spokane, and I remember I got bumped up to nine seventy five an hour. And my boss Joel was like, "Usually it's like nine fifty, but I pushed to get you that extra." And I remember Cora. being like, "Oh my gosh, this is amazing! This is gonna bring us so much freedom." Right. And I I mean, it, It I mean, did. it did, you know, but like, gosh, <laughs> like, I just like, I mean, to think about that.
0: I think that just shows the power of the Lord. Like he, we have always had exactly what we needed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we had drastically different spending habits and we definitely were very frustrated. I would fix, I would do the budget, mm. then we would have like a weekend and we would spend, outside of our budget and then i have to come back and refix our budget um and that happened on and off again for years for years and it was like a super frustrating
1: oh i think like you saying that is an understatement because it's like it, this would happen every week <laughs> for 10 years yeah. <laughs> i think is more of a real statement like because she, she would you know like and, and it was stuff like a lot of times it was and one of the things Paige always has said to me for years is, you know, we have X, only X. So if you spend, then we no longer have X. You know, like if, if you have $50 and you spend 10 here, 10 here, and 10 here, now you only have 20 left. You no longer have that 50.
0: But that never stuck it's in Mike's never mind. never computed. Like he never understood. Like I'd be like, hey, we have $50 after everything is paid off. So we can like go on one date.
1: But then I would go get a coffee in the morning, and there's $7 out of that 50 Right. And then I would get a Gatorade and stuff at, for, at work, and it's like, well, there's $3, and it's like, can know, we have 40 left. But my mind never worked like that, because it was kind of like when you talked about when you were growing up, you know, when you started driving, you had your mom's debit card,
0: mm-hmm. and it
1: was like, it...
0: Michael would swipe until it said it didn't work.
1: Pretty much, yeah, yeah.
0: And we lived in this for a while, and there were times like I paid off all of our debt uh, when Mike was wait, making eleven fifty an mm-hmm. hour, and I was a stay at home mom, and I buckled down on our budget, and I would take everything out of our account so that the it would not swipe, yeah. <laughs> and and we paid off like two grand worth of debt.
1: Um, <laughs> I remember when we left Washington, I was making thirteen an hour working nights, and it was like. Okay, so we're we're leaving a really good paying job. Mm-hmm. Like a job with benefits and like I saw like I'm going to always have work to do and it's 13 dollars an hour babe. Like it was a big struggle to like leave that because other jobs out here were paying 10, 11 you know.
0: Right? I think when you got here it was 1150 it was like $12 it was like, "Oh my gosh, oh we're my making gosh, so, much so much, much money." money. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny now, but like it was exactly what we needed and yeah. things were cheaper here at the time and so it was yeah. super helpful. Um so yeah, like we were going out, we were we were fighting against each other in our spending habits for sure. And I would it was just this like stupid cycle of, I would do the budget, everything would be fine. I I like to on Fridays drain our co- account completely, so we get paid on Friday, drain it absolutely, don't have it like any money. Mm-hmm. But the thing would be like, I like to call it our left money, what's left over. And so, Mike would take the left money, say it'd be a hundred dollars, and he'd spend seventy over the weekend, and then he'd be like. With all the money, (laughs) I was like, Well, that was supposed to last us a week or two weeks. Like, Mm -hmm. we don't, you can't just do that. Or he would buy stuff on Amazon all the time. And I'm like, How are we going to afford this? Like, we can't, we can't just buy stuff on Amazon. Like, that, it has to be paid for, you know? Um, So this was like a super huge cycle in our lives. It was super frustrating. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it, uh, (laughs) and what, What really, I think what really drove me was my selfishness Mm. Um, because, I mean, like, I mean, gosh, like when we were living in Washington, I was making 13 an hour. I was working, you know, 50 hours a week. You know, we had no kids at the time, but it was nights. And so, I I mean, I was busting my tail. And then we moved out here. And I think for like two years straight, I worked 60 to 70 hours a week for almost two years straight. Like there's literally like I, I, Zayo... Uh, When she her first year of her life, the first two years of her life, I really didn't know her that well, because I was I was never home. I worked in Nashville and I was gone all the time. And so for me, I was this entitlement of like, I am killing myself. So when I don't have anything, when I'm not at work, I'm going to enjoy the money I'm making. And so I would just have a disregard for the budget because it was like, listen, like. We need to to let the 40 hours pay the bills and whatever's extra. Like, I'm putting that hours in. Like, that extra needs to go to, like, sustain me, which is really selfish of me. Um, Still trying to kill that selfishness inside me, you know? Like, right now I work for a great company and I make commission, um, part commission. And it's really hard to not look at that commission as, like, you know, I'm putting in my time to make money and then the commission is extra. So, like, let's use that extra for extra. You know, like, it's not part of our budget. It's I have to really ground myself on a regular basis of being like, you know, it is part of my earnings. Right. It's not extra,
0: mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, It's it's been interesting. And I felt like I'm constantly fixing things. Um, and there would be times where I'm like, if you just want to do the budget, like you take over it, like you make this work. Like this is so stressful to always fix this puzzle and you come in with your toddler hands and scramble up the puzzle. <laughs> uh, unfortunately I struggle with control issues and because I'm controlling,
1: she won't actually give it up. I
0: won't ever actually give it up. <laughs>
1: um, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. No. no you- well, and one of the things that I'm. Um, I have been working on for a long time is that um, I have this deep rooted issue and I'm, I'm sure a psychologist could listen to all these episodes and figure it out for me um, of not feeling taken care of and not vocalizing what I need to be taken care of. So I will instinctively out of selfishness and out of instinct take care of myself, you know, like I want something and so I buy it. Instead of communicating that I would like it, and if we could work towards it, because in my mind I I feel like what's what's going to happen is uh, there will never be a time where we can have extra. So that's I'd much the, rather
0: that's the lie you're telling yourself. I'd, yeah,
1: I'd much rather uh, ask for forgiveness than permission, um, and because at least at the end of the day, I'm gonna I'm gonna feel like I'm taking care of. Like I'm Mike's taking care of himself.
0: Right. So for a long time, like Mike and counseling. We'd have these conversations about him being taken care of, and he would come home and talk about, like, I was driving a newer van for our kids. We had... We have four kids, but at the time we had three kids and I had an SUV and we had three seats across the back, but it was hard. Like that is so difficult to drive and And we needed a van. It had
1: some issues too, you know. Right.
0: It had some mechanical issues and I was like, hey, we should get a van. I said, we're going to have these three kids until they're 18 in our house and I'm going to be driving them around. I said, we should get a van. So we ended up buying a a great van, but I was like, we need this van to last us for you know until they're sixteen, so we should buy a newer van. Like it's a smart financial choice for us to buy a newer van for the longevity, so it'll last us until we get until the kids get there. And for a long, long time, like a year and a half, the argument was, Well, you have a nice car, why can't I have a nice car? Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I'd love to get you a nice car. But this time I was like, you're quitting your job every other week. I can't financially depend on you to bring an in hey, income. Hey, hey, hey.
1: Every two or three months. <laughs> I, I held on <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> and I was like,
0: I can't buy you a car if we're not bringing money in. Yeah. And so I said, like, if you get a job making $50,000 a year, yes, sure. I would love for you to get a car, a nice car.
1: Guys, let me tell you, when I, when I got this new job, I was like, how much am I making? And I was like, I mean, like
0: that jumping day for joy. he was finding cars. That,
1: I was like, well, Paige said so.
0: And <laughs> well, we did. We did. We got it him. It I said, it was quick. I would love for you to get the car. I said, you're absolutely but making it. The,
1: and, and that's the thing, though, is man, like that. It's very hard. Like it's it's very hard shutting down the um the selfishness inside yourself, and like and also like
0: that I deserve.
1: Yeah. Or just like, you know, like I, I want to be taken care of or like, you know, like I'm putting, I'm putting in, I'm putting in all this effort and not, and not benefiting from it. And that's one, that's, that's a hard thing about becoming a dad and becoming a spouse is like, it is not about, the effort is not for you anymore. It's for the greater good of the family. Mm -hmm. And actually you're, you are part of the family, but it's, you come last. And it's really hard. Like the dad should eat last. The dad should be the last one to get the nice car. Like the, like, and the thing is, is they seem like such big sacrifices, but in reality, they're very uh, humbling and they're, and it's hard. Like I'm, I'm not, and I'm not speaking from like, guys, listen, like I've been so successful in this area. Let me tell you, I'm like talking from like the realizing how much of a jerk I've been and, like, pestering my wife for years about a car when the reality is, like, the financial smart decision would have been, like, drive the beater until it dies, (laughs) you know? Um, Which is hard. It's hard. It's really hard shutting down that, like...
0: Why is that hard for you?
1: Because, you know, like, we're raised to want to be successful. We're raised to want to uh, have nice things. And, like, you know, the world tells us, you know, like... Work hard, play hard, you know, um you deserve.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: deserve, you deserve.
0: Yeah, I think we're our society, you know, when we first made started making cars, we made them to last. Now we make cars so that you can upgrade every five to ten years. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's the greed of like always wanting something new. And I think it's that whole like what you're feeding yourself. Um I've even found myself like putting distance between me and people who insatiably have to buy. Um, I, there was this influencer that I really liked for a really long time.
1: <laughs> was it me? It was, it was me. you.
0: It was you. Yeah. Um, and she started. I mean, honestly, I know why she was doing it. She was getting money off of affiliate links, but she started like her page turned into trying on clothes and like selling clothes and talking about great fits for A whatever. of the day. And I was just like, I can't insatiably buy. Like, the standard of living that you have is, is not sustainable yeah. for anyone. And all you're doing is creating consumerism, and I can't support it. Like, there's no way I can support that.
1: Mm.
0: And so I'm very liberal with the unfollow button. Also, side note, I have decided recently I'm going to stop – listening to voices of people whose lives I don't want to emulate. like yes, they're like I want to honor people and I want to love and I want to respect people but I I am not gonna hold the words that they say to have as much weight hmm. as those people who I truly respect and want my life to look like um, And so I unfollowed her because I couldn't be a consumer. <laughs> non-stop. like it's yeah. just not obtainable. Yeah. So anyways Mike and I have been have been stuck in that cycle for a really long time and it wasn't until a couple months ago we went on a vacation to Detroit and we had a really big argument sadly in front of our children.
1: Oh man yeah, that was brutal.
0: And I was <laughs> oh like
1: gosh it was brutal.
0: <laughs> it was not
1: it was not a nice one.
0: Not great. I think a coney dog was thrown.
1: What a waste of There's a coney was dog. chili
0: all over the wall. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but we had a really great conversation, and I just said, like, listen, they, we have one set of parents that I'm pretty sure are millionaires. <laughs> they have, They are so great with their money. And I said, we have one set of parents that aren't as great with their money. And I said, I am done fixing everything. If you would like to keep spending, like one set of parents, I said, that's fine. I'm not doing it anymore. So we will rack up all the debt. We will forever be stuck in a cycle. And when we die, we will have absolutely nothing to show for it. I said, or we can work together on this. We can have financial goals together and we can move forward financially together. yeah, And I think a lot of that is like, for me doing the budget is security. For me, it's like, oh, I can pay all of our bills and then we can have left money. And that left money is going to go towards whatever I want. Mm. If I want a Starbucks, I can then get a Starbucks. By the way, I've discovered I don't like coffee. Why am I buying Starbucks? It was a status symbol for me. I don't like it. Like I much rather have a brewed cup of coffee at home with cream and sugar that is, if I'm drinking coffee, so I, or make, I
1: make a fine cup of coffee. You
0: do; it's delicious. Um, I we but we had this conversation of like, what do we want going forward for our family? What do we want to look like? What do we want it to look like? Yeah. and I don't think Mike had this like vision casting. No, not at all. And not at all. like this this decision of what we wanted to do. Well, and
1: one of the things too that we had discovered was that like um i wasn't raised to look ahead mhm um you know life was the now it was survival it was the next week you know the most you looked at was like a month in the future realizing can you pay next month's rent maybe you know um but there was never like a a goal it wasn't goal oriented and focused and there was no you know the the drive was to enjoy the ride and mm. when I say enjoy the ride it's not like uh let's just sit back and chill and just enjoy our time no it was like uh okay, oh, okay we can make it we can breathe for five minutes and after that five minutes we gotta start figuring out what we're gonna do for the next thing you know mm-hmm. and so I'm getting there now that I've, I'm in a good career we have a lot of equity in our home that feels really good um one thing that and I uh, um this this may come off as a little harsh, but like like when we were married, first married, I mean, I made crap for money, but I thought I made good money, mm-hmm. you know, and things have changed a lot in ten years, but not that much. you know, um like our money problems that we have like or that people have are their own fault. For the, like, I would say.
0: Well, yeah, no one accrued that debt but you.
1: No, but, I mean, not even debt. I mean, like, sometimes things happen, you know, like, for real. Like, crap happens, stuff breaks down, and you can't afford to fix it. It's out of your, you know, realm of things. But, like, there's always a solution. But what I realize is that we would much rather be selfish than to make things better. It was so funny. I
0: think, yes, absolutely, things happen. And hear my heart in this, friends. Hear my heart in this. Yes, Sometimes things happen. But the times in our lives where things have happened, people gave us money. Mm. Being part of the church, like, I can't even count the many times. Like, we, like this December, like, we were doing all the right things. We were doing side hustles, trying to make money. Like, we both had lost our jobs. We were trying so hard. To make ends meet, but we just didn't have it. And someone else paid for Christmas for our kids. Mm -hmm. And someone else paid our electric bill. And someone else paid our water bill. Paid our
1: mortgage. Remember that? Yeah,
0: someone paid our mortgage. I think it's a good thing. Like, the church takes care of you. And that's, like, there's so many benefits to being part of a local body of church. But a huge part of it is, like, you get to be there for other people. Mm -hmm. And they will be there for you. And uh, something I've been thinking a lot about, like, I'm huge. Anytime I see a meal train, I'm signing up for it. I don't care how much I know that person. Who's going to turn away free food from someone? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, and what I've noticed is like the people that I do meal trains for and send more times than not, when I've had children or I've had deaths in the family or I've had whatever, they're not the people that sign up for my meal train, but that's okay. Because yeah. you know what? God sends other people. God sends other people to sign up and do the meal train and love on us because like that's God's body. They take care of you.
1: Like I'm. I, and I, I remember, I mean... How many times, gosh, we even live live in Spokane, like getting a knock on our door. And like we were $300 short and one of the elders from our church came and said, this is in the offering plate for you guys. I didn't know, but I don't know what's in it. And it was $500. And it was like, we didn't tell, we, we didn't tell anybody because back then, you know, we, we didn't know the transparency, uh, concept of life that well, you know, but like
0: but that's God's economy. It is. Like God, God doesn't buy you Ferraris. God pays your rent. You know, God doesn't <laughs> like give you ridiculous things. He gives you your very next step to remind you that your very steps, your very breath, your very him. essence is dependent on him. And that's why it's so important to be part of a local church, because not only are you receiving the blessing, but also you get to give it. And I think that's been a, such a fun part of like, being in this new season of life. Um, we are able to give more. And I remember like this whole tithing thing for you. You used to hate yeah. that. Like you did it, but I think you did it with a begrudging spirit. Yeah. And a couple of years ago, you got a new job and you're like, oh my gosh, Paige, like I get to tithe more and our church does incredible things with tithe money and supports our community and pours out into the homeless and, and helps women, um, who are single moms. And like our church does it right. Mm. And he, and you were so excited. And I just like, that was something that I really admired and loved about you because Mm. love continue. Um, because that's God's heart. That's you mirroring God's heart.
1: And, And I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, it, i for years, I was very stingy with my money, because um, it was mine. I earned it. Like I'm bleeding for this money, you know. And it's uh, like, and you know, Pitch I think kind of understated it, like how rough that was <laughs> last December. You know, like it was, it was bad. Like we were, we were really kind of like, okay, we're we'll scrambling. We will figure this out. You know, worst case scenario, we will default on the house or, like, we'll... we'll we will we were going to default on the or house. Or not, that not takes like, three months. But, like, we'll call them. We'll, like, no, we're going to be late, 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 whatever, you know. And the our church family showed up for us in droves. Like it, Like, and it didn't stop. It wasn't like a... A onesie off here and it there. Was it was really like,
0: weird. And also like, my God, he super, is so gracious Super, super, Super duper like humbling. Mike kept on coming home. So we had a fresh baby. Our baby was born December 4th. And each time we have had a baby, God has given us a job that has made so much more money than the last. Yeah. So like for us, I was like, I'm not even worried about that. Like I know that it's coming. Because I have three other pregnancies that prove that. But also, God, where is it? <laughs> yeah. Come on, um, come on, come on. But Mike and I were driving Uber. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uber with, Eats. With trying the baby to, in the back. With the baby in the back. Or I was really pregnant. Um... Trying to make money to make ends meet. Um, But we would like go to church and someone hand us $200, or Mm -hmm. Mike went to CR and someone else handed him money, or uh, we got like one of our pastors came out of our house with gift cards and like said that someone from the church wanted to give us this. And uh, it just like kept on happening. And every time Mike came out, he came like went out into the world and I was staying home with baby, he would come back with like more money from us that someone gave to us. And I was like, Oh, my gosh. Like, I was literally overwhelmed with how good and gracious and kind God is. You give
1: her, like, that feeling Because it's where from like, God. Like, man, the world would not quit beating you up. And you're like, man, every time I step out this door, I'm, like, getting, getting beat down at work, you know, in the family and, like, just at friends. And it's, like, it was the exact opposite of that. Right. Like, and it was just, is, like, one thing after another.
0: This is why financial literacy is so important. Being on the same page with your spouse is so important because... Um, and I think we've talked about this before about having the ability to give, like when you do your money, well, you have a wellspring of life to give and to pour out for other people.
1: Yeah.
0: And God has been so good to us when we have wanted to give to other people. Um, I said, Hey, I, um, like Mike or one of us will come to another and say, Hey, so and so this is happening to them. Um, How much do you think we should give? And both of us take time, we think about it and we come back. Mm -hmm. Or even like in that moment, like, I don't know, $70 or $300 or what, $2. And like both of us have been so good through the Holy Spirit to to be on the same page. Um, And that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about was yes, tithing's great. Like it's a biblical mandate. We need to do it because it's God's money, but also giving out of the abundance of what God has given you
1: is just incredible. Like, and and, I, and I, I I actually want to speak to that because, you know, the, and part of the opener was that, you know, I, Paige found it really unattractive that I didn't tithe. And let me say I'm pretty sexy now. So, <laughs> yes, no, you are. Um, no, so, but, so, like, I, I gave out of obligation because God calls us to be tithers. So I did. But I'll be honest, like, there is, there is, um, there's no better feeling than giving one to your church but also to like to people in need like like when we we got those gift cards or we got the cash handed to us you know or like like um from people at our church and like from CR and stuff like you were you were paying our bills you were putting food onto our tables like you were calming you were calming a storm that was going on inside of us emotionally because out of because uh, of fear and just worry and just having to like having to think like having to think okay so uh if i do this 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 and this we might be able to make it hopefully it'll work out let's do it you were taking that stress away from us and you were bringing a calm and a peace um with every dollar and it wasn't it was and also just knowing like Oh my gosh, someone cares about me. Like someone cares about my family enough to just support us in this way. It was so awesome. Um to be able to give that back, one is just it it, it is so life-giving. Um but also it's like I get I get to Take that stress from somebody and Mm -hmm. make it less.
0: Uh, I love being part of the church. Like, I love being like, this is the church. Like, don't let your right hand know what your left hand's doing. Like, be sly. Don't tell other people. Like, just, which is really weird to be saying this on a podcast, don't tell other people. It, It is. But... I'm saying it for example purposes only, Um, but doing it on the sly and like not letting other people know it, like it is so fun. Uh, In youth group, we used to call it like ninja giving. Like, (laughs) go in, get in, get out, get on the way. Like, don't even let other people know that you are there. Don't bring it up to other people because it's not about you. At no point is this about you, it is fully about being the hands and feet of Jesus Christ Himself. And I have never been without. There has never been a moment that I have been without. For instance Chan um, used to say, like, give so much and like watch you know the Lord take care of you. And someone has to question about like, well, what if you give so much that like you don't have enough to provide for yourself and you eventually pass because you don't have enough. Hmm. And he was like, "What a great way to meet God." Like, "Whoopsie, give too much." Yeah. Like, but the the reality is, that's not the case. Yeah, like not- we always want to build up a reason so that we don't have to obey. Yeah. That's the root of what yeah. that question was. Like, yeah. let's find a reason that I don't have to obey what God wants of me.
1: Like I uh, I mean there and there's and there's I don't we don't adhere to any kind of health wealth or prosperity gospel or any kind of crazy thing like that and I would love to have a conversation with, if you, with you if you do <laughs> but I mean it, but there is something to say about God's graciousness and how He works mm. and you know there are things we can do our, do for ourselves and make things happen you know if you go out there and grind you're going to see some some fruits of your labor but there's something Like with my job, I wasn't supposed to start getting commission checks, but they decided to do it early for us anyway as a welcome to the team. This is what you're going to be getting as an incentive to us to be like, hey, you're starting this job fully. Here's Mm -hmm. a taste of what you're going to get as like, go get it. But it was like, oh, my gosh.
0: (laughs) You have no idea how much that was needed. Like,
1: but and we were able to start giving out of that. And that's like, and that's, that's, it's it's truly, truly one of the more beautiful things we can do. And it's so simple. It's so simple. It literally, it's taking a little bit of money and giving it to somebody else so somebody else can put food on their table.
0: I think what's really cool is like the way that the Lord works, like he's the one who can move you up in your career. Yeah. For sure. He's the one who holds together, like whether or not we are in car accidents or not, or whether or not a big financial you know, fall comes to us. Like, he is the one who takes care of our very breaths, our very lives. Mm-hmm. He orchestrates it all. So stop, stop being in control. Mm-hmm. Um, stop trying to make things happen and do things in accordance to the Lord, and He will take care of you. And I think a big part of it is it's changing our hearts. Um, When we give to other people, we're putting ourselves last. Um, I really don't know a way to say this without sounding arrogant, so I don't know. Hear what I'm trying to say. The happiest I have ever been has been in these past couple of years because of being a mom and dying to myself and, and not putting myself first. It's painful. The hap- yes, it is painful. And there was a lot of growing pains, but I don't need self-care. I really don't. I need to be in God's word. I know that's not catchy. It's not sexy. It's not flashy. But the happiest I have been as a human is I've started doing daily reading of the, of the Bible and letting it wash over me. I'm currently in uh, Deuteronomy and it's changing my life. And it's like... Of course it is. That's God's very breath, that's changing my life. Um, but there's something about spending your money and giving your money away. It's very sacrificial. It's the it's the thing obviously that makes the world go around. But when you give it away, it's dying to yourself and um, allowing you to put yourself last, mm. which really helps you remember like this life is just not about you. Um, and the act of doing that aligns you so much with the Lord. Um, so I would challenge you guys to, to wait and listen and watch as God brings people to your life that you can help take care of. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's really important is, um, Mike and I just have open ears all the time. We just listen to people and we talk to them and we hear their needs. Um, my, I had a pastor who was very influential in my life and he said he was a part of a church. And there was this guy at the church who made just obnoxious amounts of money, just so much money. And people would always come to him and say, Hey, so-and-so needs a new fridge. Hey, so-and-so needs a new, whatever their car broke down. They need help. So-and-so. And he would always gladly help. Like he loved helping, but he would often say to people as well, like, I want you to go and see how much you can sacrifice towards that person's need as well and watch how the Lord provides for you. Hmm. Um, like, I am, I am so glad to help, and I will help, but also you're robbing yourself of the blessing of what God wants to do in your yeah. life. Yeah. So I think it's really popular right now to point at Jeff Bezos and say, like, you're not paying your taxes, and how much are you actually giving? But who gives one flying flip about Jeff Bezos? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. How much are you giving? Yeah. How much are you keeping your eyes and ears open to the person who like can't afford lunch that day? Yeah. Or the person who's not going to make their mortgage or the person who can't pay for their car? And how can you help? How can you go and love other people well?
1: Yeah. And I, I want to point out, you know, like a lot of the stuff we've brought up here at the end is kind of like, it's it might be hard for people to swallow and hear just because it is it's kind of out there like maybe for some for some people not for us, um, but if you've listened to this podcast at all you you know that our story is not one of fun times. Um, I mean, been, it
0: is fun. Like we're fun people, but no, my gosh, but we have been through the ringer.
1: Like I, you know, we didn't grow up in fancy schmancy. We didn't live fancy schmancy you know we've had we've had our a lot of hard times and so like we're not saying this like <laughs> like you know do good and good return back to you kind of stuff but like it's it's truly god honoring and also truly god is in control mm. like a majority of my life has had i've had no control over it and i'm realizing more and more that like like it's I'm sorry, it's felt like I've had no control over. I was
0: it. like, ma, you're you old know,
1: now. Like a majority of your life, you have had. Control. And the reality is, it's like God is in control of it. And what a what an honoring way, but to take what we have and use it to honor Him and do great things for Him. And I guess back to our original thing is, I still suck with money.
0: <laughs> like, I think the most important <laughs> thing to realize about this is like finances. Just like in your spiritual walk, it's not like a linear, like, I was bad and now I'm good. Like, it's not like a light switch. It's it's a daily recalibrating, mm-hmm. and there's going to be times where you're super great, and there's going to be times where you're not so great. But the goal is to be like Christ, and the goal is to honor Him with the resources that you've been given.
1: And then for us, on a tangible level between me and Paige, it's a lot of admitting that i was wrong admitting that yes i do have these problems and the best way to get out of those problems is to gain self-control you know like i can't i, I would love to be like oh page you're upset that i'm spending all of our all of our extra money or other money or whatever uh, i'll just stop like that would be amazing it'd be amazing to be like you it know would what? be amazing you know uh, <laughs> i have a really bad drug addiction i'll just stop like it'd be great to stop doing things, but we do. We, we I have to retrain myself, and I have to be sensitive to the fact that when I do fail, it does affect my wife, and so it's it's humbling. Mm-hmm. It's often humiliating because I am bad with money, um, and but it's also centering because I w- when I spend money, that's my family's, even though I earned it. Because my money is my family's because I am the head of this household. As the dad, my money goes towards the family. Mm -hmm. It's not mine. Um, When I spend the $10 on breakfast, the $14 on lunch, and then if I go out to dinner with my wife and there's $60, that's now almost $100 that doesn't go towards my kids, doesn't go towards my wife, doesn't go towards anything else. And all I did was make my stomach fatter. Yes, I'm taking care of myself because we need to eat breakfast, we need to eat lunch, we need to be sustained. But we can. There's other ways to do it. Um, when I moved in with the buyers, my family in Washington, the the dad Gary sat me down. And he said, "Cause I, I was there was a, sometimes there when I was really ungrateful, hmm. and he was like, I don't think you understand the sacrifice that's going on here. Right? And he said." So, we brought you in as parents because we love you, we want to be your mom and dad, we want that for be that for you desperately mm-hmm. um but also these these brothers want to be their brothers for you too, and that's sacrificial now, me and Robbie bringing you in, we knew that sacrifice, and it really wasn't a lot on our part, but the brothers it is because mm-hmm. there's four now there's four of you at the time there was four of us, and he's like, so that means. Ben gets less time with us. Alex gets less time with us. Andy gets less time with us. Ben gets less money. Andy gets less money. Alex gets less money. There's less of the resources to go around. And he's like, We're not making that sacrifice. They're making that sacrifice. And that's always kind of stuck in my head that it is a sacrifice. And I need to be recentered often that, like, if I spend that money, that's now money that's not going to my kids or going to my wife and yes i'm taking care of myself but i should be taking care of them first
0: right we've been talking a lot about of like having the same financial goals and i'm i am very financial minded to me it is security to me it is like everything's being taken care of which i've already said but um like we were driving in the car the other day and i was like okay so let me let me understand again It's just something we talk about daily weekly, often twice through a week, twice, three times a week. Um, of like, okay, so let me understand. Your goal right now is you would like to have X in savings, Mm -hmm. us to get to X in savings, and then you'd like us to do this financial goal, this financial goal, this financial goal. Is that correct? And he was like, yeah, I think that would make me feel great. And I'm like, cool, I can do that. Like, we can absolutely do that with our finances. It'll take us X amount of months. Um, How do you feel about that? And having goals together has been Uh, really helpful for us because Mike feels taken care of. And his needs and wants, I feel taken care of and that Mike isn't spending $10 at breakfast, $14 at lunch. And then I'm like, "Uh, hey all of our left money is gone. Yeah. You know, and we've recently started doing the Mike has X amount of money each week. I have the same amount. And then we have a date night money Yeah, and then our account is not touched. Yep. And that's been really helpful.
1: Yeah. A lot of this, listen, money is stressful. So stressful. And it's, there's, (laughs) for some of you, there's probably going to be healing that needs to happen. Um, I would really encourage transparency. Um, you know, and...
0: Yeah, if you have credit cards that your spouse doesn't know about, you oh should gosh, tell them. Oh my gosh, that stuff drives
1: me crazy. But like... But <laughs> that like, stuff drives you crazy.
0: It does. That stuff. It does. But
1: like, one of the things Paige said to me, she's like, you are killing our family financially. That's a bold thing to say. But you know what? I
0: said you were abusing our family financially. I think you said killing. Okay. But,
1: but here's the thing, is she was right. I was killing our finances. I was not making it so our family could be successful. And so I'm, I'm taking care of myself because I'm working so much and I feel like I need to be taken care of. But ultimately, I'm destroying myself in the long run and destroying my family financially. So I encourage transparency and brutal honesty because tiptoeing around money is you can't do it. It's, it's, it's all numbers. The, the numbers don't lie. So you shouldn't either.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: That's a weird ending.
0: <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us uh i hope that this has been fun for y'all yeah
1: and we really love you guys we appreciate all of our listeners um it's crazy uh patient a youth kid reach out to her and tell her that he was listening i'm like dog you're like 15 years old man some of this stuff (laughs) some of this stuff's pretty heavy you know um but yeah man we love doing this it's so much fun for us and thanks for joining us this is uh
0: laugh so you don't cry